from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. North Carolina and Virginia, NC State versus Clemson. Let's actually start with the Tar Heels and bring in our friend Patrick Stevens, Washington Post, Bracketology, uh, as we are obsessed with whether or not the Tar Heels are going to get into the NCAA tournament. Patrick, what up, man? How are you guys? So, last night does nothing for UNC, right? Does nothing. It's 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 probably something that makes them feel good about themselves. Sure. Which counts for something, I mm-hmm. think, at this point. But for their overall profile, beating Boston College doesn't really accomplish anything. What about today? It certainly would help uh, to beat Virginia a second time. And that would double their number of Quadrant 1 victories. They're, what, 1-9 right now? 1-9, one one? I believe, yeah. what that number is. What was the best thing that happened in North Carolina yesterday? Wisconsin just no-showing Wisconsin no, 30 Wisconsin, minutes against uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, Wisconsin was basically the one team that did anything relevant yesterday. Okay. And they basically put themselves in a spot where they need a bunch of things to go right for them to back their way into the tournament. Got, well, I, I guess, and that's kind of where North Carolina is, and I guess that's where, where Wisconsin becomes relevant. In, in your understanding of how the NCAA selection committee works, essentially Wisconsin and North Carolina are now put in the same pool. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the difference between those two teams is Wisconsin, while they have a bunch of losses, has six quadrant one wins. Six. It's crazy. That's bonkers. It's okay. crazy. So, so how do you put them on a board and be like, this team's got one, this one's got six? six. <laughs> that's crazy if you think about it. But, you know, they've also, they're also sitting there at 17 and 14. And by yeah. the way, you know, we'll go ahead and, and play the classics here. You know, you sit there and say, how does a 17 and 14 big and big 10 team get an at-large berth, especially one that lost its first big 10 tournament game? Oh, but that's what Michigan did last year, uh, which we fought about, which we and did. I told you wasn't going to happen. And then you were like, no, Joe, I know more about this <laughs> than you do. I know you think you know a lot. I know you think. But you don't know more than you're just putting words in my mouth. Here. No, uh, I think, no pa- Patrick, Patrick Stevens went full Bane. It's like I was molded by the brackets. <laughs> I was born in the newspaper. Here we go. All right. So uh, uh, that, I guess that's the other thing that people we're trying to educate, Patrick. Uh, and you're the best versed at this kind of stuff. You know, when North Carolina, speaking of the Big Ten, Ohio State was kind of viewed as one of their better wins as the season went mm-hmm. on. And me, in my general, like, ah, let me look at Ken Palm, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just scrolling through Carolina's schedule, not looking at Ohio State. I'm going, oh, you know, Ohio State's still like a Ken Palm 35. Ken Palm 35, what are their better wins? And then I went to click on Ohio State and I went, and there, I see just all the red. The, bo- like, the bottom fell out after oh New God. Year's, basically. But, they, but so how does, <laughs> so for those who don't understand, and this is specific to more like Ken Palm than anything else, because the formula is rarely available. How does a team still look like a Ken Palm darling, despite the fact that their record sucks? Well, and you look at Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, terrible. It's all red. It's, it's, it's pretty gory there. Yeah. Uh, if you go through and look at that profile, mm-hmm. and you look at some of the t- wins that they had early, there's some really lopsided victories. Okay. And then you start okay. going through the losses, and you have the overtime loss to Carolina, two-point loss to Purdue, seven-point <laughs> loss at Ohio State, the inexcusable loss to Minnesota by three. By <laughs> hey, four. Minnesota is frisky lately. Rutgers, and that was not lately. That, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Rutgers, four-point loss in overtime, three-point loss to Nebraska. All these close losses strung together. Mm-hmm. Basically, these, particularly the predictive metrics, uh, line it up based on efficiency. And so if you have 
if you go win 10 games by an average of 20 points and you go lose 20 games by an average of two points and you're playing good teams and all that stuff cycling in, you're probably going to end up looking okay based on the computer because you've been competitive okay. with all those good teams. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I get a kick out of some of these coaches, Patrick, who and Patrick Stevens. Discourse on Twitter does bracketology for the Washington Post joining us here on the OG. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. I get a kick out of some of these coaches. We talk to them, and I think they're frustrated, and I get that part of it. But A, North Carolina beat Iowa State. Okay, that, that's number one. I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill for the Tar Heels this year. Number two, it was, hey, man, why don't we just use Ken Palm? And I get it. The NCAA was, should have just used Ken Palm, but they didn't. But they're like, hey, let's use metrics. Well, okay, as you mentioned, if you're going to use the metrics, you got to be good at them. I'm looking at the top, what, 50 right now in offense. What do we got? We got Miami at 13. Mm -hmm. There's Pitt at 26, State at 28. I'm not talking about the top 10 right mm -hmm. now, right? Then you look at adjusted defense. It's like, uh, I think Duke is going to be up here at some point. 31. That's the highest. Virginia's got to be up there, Patrick. No. They're actually. This is not, not. This is not an elite wow. Virginia defense. That's what I'm saying. So you don't. You have two teams in the top 50 defensively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're right there at 31. That's bonkers. So at some point, yeah, we will, well, we want to use the metrics. We want to use the metrics. Okay, well, be good at them. <laughs> so, so, so there are there are six. Just just, just, just do it. Yeah, then. just do it. So there, there are, are six different metrics that are listed on the team sheets. Mm -hmm. There's the net, which is sorted by. You have predictive metrics, which is Kempom, the Sagarin ratings, oh, and still using the Sagarin. Love and it. ESPN's BPI. Yeah. And then you have two results-based metrics, the KPI and strength of record. Okay. And so they have all six of those numbers to look at. And they're not digging deep into sure. adjusted offense or adjusted defense or anything like that. Okay. The other thing that, that the committee has shown over the last few years is that those results-based metrics matter more than the predictive metrics. Okay. You know, Kempom, you can basically find as a correlation for betting lines, basically. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point of it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people to use it to use it as a Hi. way to predict. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I, I, it's me. <laughs> I'm I, the I, problem. I, it's me. But <laughs> what they too. what what the committee wants to do is reward results. Mm-hmm. And so it's the result-based metrics. Like, for example, we're talking about Wisconsin, who's like in the 70s, right? Like in the net, probably the 70s here in, in Kempom, too, something along those lines. Uh, they're like in the, in the 50s, in low 40s, okay. mm -hmm. in these result-based things. And so that is kind of the, uh, the drive, sort of a driving force. So if you're, you're kind of looking at the numbers and saying, well, do they mesh a little bit? Do they match up? Do they look about right? Patrick Stevens, Washington Post, joining us here on the OG. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. Uh, Patrick has commandeered Joe's computer. What are you, what are you, what are you uh, Warren Nolan? What are you cooking up over there? What are we, what are we looking up over there? Uh, you also, you also can check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh on YouTube. You can see a lot of our previous segments on the show. If you missed them, uh, obviously you can watch our show on the WRL Sports Fan app. You can get that app from whatever app store you happen to use. So we'll close on this, Patrick. Uh, as you see it right now, how many teams is the ACC going to put in the NCAA tournament? I think the number right now is five. Okay. Five? I think the number is five. Right so, now. all right. So Miami. Yeah. Duke. Duke. Pitt. Pitt. 
Okay. NC State. NC State. And then... Virginia. And that leaves Carolina and Clemson to sort of try to play their way in at this point. <sighs> wow. That's not good. So what so happens... Clemson wins tonight. They're in. You they know, Clemson has, you know, you, you look at the ugliest resume. They have I the know. ugliest resume ever. And they have two quad, quad four losses. And they, two in the Q3. Okay. Yep. Which they probably don't get and, banged for. And don't forget this. You can't unsee their non-conference strength of schedule right. once you we see know it. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so going to say, NC State, last year, Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah NC State that. and Wake Forest uh, like, taught us that. They, so they, they'll look, I, at, they'll I look think, at Clemson and be like, sorry, buddy. I, I think that Carolina has a more manageable at-large possibility. Tonight. Win tonight, win win tomorrow. I think that does it for Carolina. Yeah, sure. I've been saying if they get to – all they have to do is get to Saturday. Yes, I, and, think, I think that's the they're case. And they're in. They're in. Easier um, said than done. Baby. It is easier said than done. This is a team that has not been consistent all season long. And like you said, Patrick, as we started this conversation, last night made them feel good. Mm-hmm. And But they've had games like that this season, only to be followed up with some of the more atrocious play. So – We'll see what Carolina version we get today. Patrick Stevens, the Washington Post. Check him out on Twitter as well. Discourse, just replace that I with a one, and you are good to go. Patrick, you're the best. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me, fellas. On average, people spend over a third of their life sleeping, yet most sleep disorders go undiagnosed. I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sleep struggles left untreated can lead to health problems and have a serious effect on your quality of life. We've served the triangle for 20 years. Let us help you get the sleep you've been dreaming of. If you're in need of a sleep study, a knowledgeable doctor, CPAP machine, or supplies, Parkway has you covered. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. 